Welcome to Co-Pilots. That show where we normally review the first two episodes of a show and tell you if we think it's worth watching or not. But this week, we've got a new destination in mind. Exactly. This week will be a return flight, which we've mentioned quite a while back in our very first Into the Cockpit. Can you remind me what a return flight is? I'm not sure if I'm up to the concept here. So the return flight concept that we have going on here is that we will be reviewing a show in its entirety that we have seen before but not reviewed on the podcast. That makes sense. So it's like something we've watched and probably enjoyed because we finished it. Yeah, I mean, if it's you, yes. And we're going to suggest that everybody else watch it because... Yeah, and we'll talk about it a bit. We probably won't give away the entire plot because, I mean, I don't want you guys to watch it, Mm -hmm. but we will talk about the things we enjoyed about it and why we found it enjoyable. These are really more of a show-suggesting kind of format thing. Yeah. Because you guys suggest things to us, and, you know, we'd like to be able to pass on that and suggest to you guys some things that we actually like instead of just things to avoid. You know, on that point, I would like to get to a point in the show where we're no longer randomly choosing things to watch. But But we have a giant list to pull from? Yes. We we have a bit of a list now, surprisingly. Thanks to a couple dedicated flyers. Yes. Some frequent flyers of ours. And we've been looking at that, but some of the things they've suggested are a bit more obscure, so it's been hard to find them on easy sources without having to pay ridiculous amounts of money for something we're going to watch the first two episodes of. And I just bought the first, the entire series of a show on DVD so we can review it for yeah. an upcoming episode. Luckily, it didn't cost too much, but like, it like it's, 10 bucks. it's still there. and like mm-hmm. It's not the greatest thing to do, but I mean, the show sounds worth it. Well, we're getting sidetracked, though. On this return flight... We're going to see what happens when you marry the artistic endeavors of one, Joss Whedon. One in PH, our beloved Neil Patrick Harris. One, Felicia Day of Geek and Sundry and related products. And finally, my man, Nathan Fillion. Castle, The Rookie, Firefly, so many other great things. Basically everything that's ever been good. Yeah. So what happens when you marry those four talents together? And, and make, make them sing. And make them sing and make a web series. Yes. So today we will be talking about Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Which actually had three episodes, so it falls right in the realm of our show. And you know, we, we could have done two, but we have seen it all before. Multiple, multiple, time. multiple times. At least three or four times a year, I think. Like, Yeah, I mean, I legitimately watched this like two weeks ago again. <laughs> and we just watched it again tonight. So we could talk about it again. Even um, though I don't need the refresher, I love it enough to do that. Yeah. So, obviously, it's a musical. Yes. We talked about the music there. Also, it's called Sing Along Blog. And it doesn't actually have Joss Whedon in it. He's in a producing, writing, directing. The role, as he normally is, in some capacity. And for the most part, the movie has just those three actors. Neil Patrick Harris, Nathan Fillion, and Felicia Day. We have some minor roles in the background with really no one to name. There's one notable actor in the background. He plays NPH's sidekick, yes, Moist. Who has gone on since then to become extremely popular in the television series The Big Bang Theory. You might recognize him as Howard Wallowitz. His name is Simon Hilberg. And he's got a few parts in the movie. He's not a big part. Show. Show, yes. I always think of it as a movie because I always watch it in one sitting. Even then, it's like 40-ish minutes. So you should watch it. What is Dr. Horrible sing-along blog about? It's about the titular character, Dr. Horrible, who is a villain we are following as he gives us progress and updates on his time as a supervillain, well, aspiring supervillain, 
via his blog that we are apparently watching. We do see things that happen outside of this, but he, he's the just, framing uh, device is the blog. We're supposedly just, just hearing about him talking about these events. He's just a really vivid storyteller. Yeah. And Dr. Horrible is played by... No, Patrick Harris. And he has some of the best songs in the entire series. He really does. It's just incredible. Like Even if you don't watch it, I think you should definitely, the very least, check out the soundtrack. Which, I mean, the soundtrack is basically the same length as the show. It's a little shorter. It's just probably, a bit. It probably clocks in at like 30 minutes rather than 40. Yeah, but I mean, 10 extra minutes to add a framing device to it isn't much of an ask, in my opinion. Yeah. So, like you said, we're following the aspiring supervillain, Dr. Horrible, whose actual name is Billy. We don't know a first or last name for him, but... I actually remember looking it up one time, like just on wiki stuff, and apparently some people have listed it as Billy Buddy. Yeah, because because there's a line that's "Keep your head up, Billy Buddy." Yeah, but my assumption was just "comma Buddy," like Buddy as in like a friendly term for a friend. It's definitely not his last name. Yeah, exactly. That's my thought. So we follow the aspiring the aspiring villain, Doctor Horrible, and he's trying to get into the essentially it's a Justice League for supervillains. Yes, the villainous League of Evil, right? The Evil League of Evil. Why did I say villainous? I don't know. It's the Evil League of Evil. Yeah. And Ran it, by the thorough, thoroughbred of sin, Bad Horse. He rides across the nation, the thoroughbred of sin. The songs in the show are... They do a really good job of telling the story. They do. They do explain the story as they go in some ways. And also the musicality. Like, the music itself is really well done. The lyrics are great. Some of the lyrics are puns. And they also do a good job of exploring the emotional depth some of the characters um some of the characters have no almost no emotional depth by that i'm referring to captain hammer who is played by the wonderful nathan fillion nathan fillion plays the idiot superhero so well and it's amazing because captain hammer he's got super strength and super endurance so he's super tough and super strong and he is not very smart. Yeah, you can already tell from his name, he's not, like, a great, like, over-the-top superhero in, like, terms of branding or presenting himself. He's kind of a dunce. Like, legitimately, his superhero outfit is, like, some pants, some boots, some gloves, and a t-shirt with a small yellow circle with what looks like a clip art hammer on it. Yeah, and the pants are kind of like what you see, like, FedEx or, sorry, UPS, the brown. Um, what UPS delivery people would wear. Yeah, they're kind of cargo-esque pants, but yeah. dark gray. Yeah, yeah. And he is kind of awesome. And kind of a dick. It's great. I love him. Honestly, and I know it's probably because we're, we're, watching, the, we're watching the story from Billy's point of view, Dr. Horrible's point of view, but Captain Hammer feels like more of a villain than Dr. Horrible. Yeah, which isn't even just like, I believe, the framing of Billy. Like, when we see Dr. Horrible just talking, he's a narcissist. Not only that, but he actually has... Like, what Dr. Horrible wants to accomplish through villainy is make the world a better place. I mean, he wants to be the singular entity in charge, but honestly, I think... And this is my personal, like, philosophical viewpoint. I think the best way to for a world, like, of billions of people to live in a manner that actually benefits everybody is to have a singular ruling entity. Who actually cares about the... People, like... Yeah. And he does care, like... He 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 wants to use his villainy to make the world a better place. Yeah, I mean, he's we also see a, him he, object to some things that would cause problems for like children and such. Yeah, he's also an anarchist though. So yeah, and he does murder somebody. We see him deal with the moral quandary of having to kill someone because he doesn't want to initially. Yeah, 
Uh, that's well, a like situation you, brought about by some... Well, like you said, he doesn't even want to put children in the the risk of getting harmed. Yeah. Like, when we start, it's he's planning a heist to get some stuff for an attempt at another crime. Wonderflonium, right? Yes, Wonderflonium. I, I, I don't think that's a spoiler. Yeah. That way he can do a actual plan. So he can build his freeze ray. Yes. In an attempt to... Which is also definitely not a spoiler. Yeah. In an attempt to impress the evil league of evil, so they're... So they will accept him. Yep. And this one's a tiny bit of a spoiler. So skip like a minute if you don't want to hear it now. Because this plant, the first plant fails. So he has to kill someone the second time because that's what Bad Horse requests. And Bad Horse, again, is the leader of the evil league of evil. And it's the thoroughbred of sin. So it's not like he wants to kill somebody. He's put in a circumstance where he has to do it in order for his dreams to be accomplished. Which is part of why I think this series is so captivating because... This is another spoiler, so honestly, at this point, you know we spoil stuff. Yeah. If you don't want to hear us spoil it, and go, honestly, go watch it first and come back I'm not and gonna hear lie. us talk. The, the plot of this is not super complex. So, like... You're here, if you're going to watch it, you're going to watch it for the music and the amusement of it. I don't know. I really enjoy the story. No, the story is good. I'm just saying, like, the story is not mind-boggling and all over the place. It's kind of straightforward. That's fair. But, like, I think that's part of why the series is so good, right? Like, Yes. Because... The thing he wants most is to be a member of the Evil League of Evil. Like, that's his career aspiration. Yeah. Like, he wants to do something great, like Bad Horse. He and, wants to be an achiever, like Bad Horse. And in order to do that, he has to sacrifice everything he wants in his personal life. Yes. Again, spoilers. He has a crush on this girl, played by Felicia Day. Who ends up going out with the Captain Hammer. And it ends up getting... Ends up being a casualty of the final fight. Yes. And that's how he gets accepted into the Evil League of Evil. Like, he inadvertently kills her. And so he gets his professional dreams at the cost of his personal ones. Yeah. And I think that's, like, the overarching, like, deeper story here. Oh, yeah. What does it cost to to succeed? In a professional manner in life. Like, what are we giving up as people to achieve something that we believe is going to put us in a better station and help us fulfill our dreams? But what are we giving up along the way that can actually make us happy? And, like, the first thing he gives up is even, like, the opportunity to talk to her in person. Because when they first meet, he's busy doing heist number one. To still the wonder Flonium. And he he, runs into her on the street. And he has to, like, he's so busy with that that he literally asks himself, why did she talk to me now? In addition to that, by putting his career ahead of his personal life, he introduces her to... Captain Hammer. Captain Hammer, who becomes her boyfriend, like... At this point, I've already just, I've just said Fuck we're going spo- to spoil it. Yeah. Like, okay. Cool. That's what our show is. We're going to spoil it, and that's I think a really compelling story for most people, especially in like America, where yeah. we have this massive dichotomy between working life and home life. Yeah. And honestly, we're expected to be able to have both. Yeah, we're expected to have both, and we're expected to balance both. And that is extremely hard to do for a lot of people. And I think that's what the story is, right? It's the story of trying to balance both. I mean, we get glimpses of his life as Billy trying to be friends with Penny, yeah. Felicia Day's character, but at the same time... And then we see how his work life legitimately straight up gets in the way of that. Captain Hammer shows up at the laundromat, and Captain Hammer recognizes him as Dr. Horrible yep. and calls him out on it. Not to everyone, just to him, and tells him that he's basically going to ruin his normal life because he can. He's not going to turn in Dr. Horrible. He's not going to stop him from doing anything. He's just going to torment him and torture him by ruining his actual life. Which brings me back to the fact that I think Captain Hammer is more of a villain than Dr. Horrible. And again, we are 
from Dr. Horrible's point of view, but, like, if Captain Hammers actually knows who Dr. Horrible is and not taking any action to prevent him from committing future crimes, yeah. he's kind of Batmaning, right? Where, like, yeah, no, definitely. And, like, when we first see him, very shortly after his introduction, we see him flirting with someone, and then when he saves Penny, he's flirting with her, and he's basically using his whole I'm a hero thing to get laid. Yeah, and, like... We know from the, and we know very shortly from that, like he has no intentions of actually staying with Penny, really, until he finds out that Doctor Horrible likes her. And beyond that, he has a specific line in one of the songs where he's like, "I, might, I just might sleep with the same girl twice," talking about Penny. Yeah, which implies that he's a womanizer, right? Like, yeah, it he, does. He's so busy sleeping with a myriad. And then of- his entire song, "Everybody Is a Hero," it's horrible. It's great, but it's horrible. And I'm not gonna quote lyrics from it and stuff. Just listen to it. He is a horrible person. I, I do want to actually mention, though, the entire movie is set in a fictional version of Los Angeles. Yes. So it is set in a pretty, like, realistic setting. It's one that people, not, not, not myself... But some people can relate to. ...are intimately familiar with, too. Yeah. It's not like it's set in some fictional city like Gotham, which is super dark and gritty and always, like, Always cloudy, and I'm pretty sure that's because of smog. Like, it makes no other sense. Gotham has to be just covered in the deepest, darkest smog. Like, I'm pretty sure Gotham has found a way to make people think their gasoline is gas, and it's actually just liquefied coal. And it, it's the only thing that explains the darkness of those clouds, because smog is not that black. Yeah, so I just want to say, we actually love Batman. Batman's great. I mean, I haven't read a lot of the more I mean, recent Red comics. Red X and Red Hood are better, but Batman's all right. But, like, Batman is typically one of the best-selling comics for a reason. Yeah. Like, it, it's good. I mean, he's, like, number four. Four of my Justice League tops. I've always been a Flash fan. Like, always. Yeah, no, no. My number one is The Flash. Then we go with John Jones, a.k.a. Martian Manhunter. Then Hal Jordan. Not Hal Jordan. He's the worst, actually. I wanted to say Green Lantern. And then clarify by that, I mean John Stewart Green Lantern, because John Stewart Green Lantern is dope. What, not Kyle Renner? Oh, God, no. No one likes Kyle Renner. And then it's torn between Batman and the Green Arrow at number four. See, I and really, I think Green Arrow edges him out most of the time, but then Batman has like these really good stories. See, I really like Batman, but I really love Flash, and I mean, how could you not? He, wait, 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 wait. I forgot the best, one of the other best Justice League characters, Cyborg. But depending on which version... It's really good or really bad, Cyborg. I'm also a huge simp for Aquaman. Like, I'm there for him. Oh, that's true, man, with the fucking water hand. I think we've uh, diverged quite a bit. Sorry, guys. Um... I mean, LA it, smog. It, it's not that big of a divergence, right? Because this is this is directed, produced, and written by Joss Whedon. True. And, and Joss Whedon, he did take over the Justice League movie. Yeah, exactly. And See, Snyder it's, it's was not, removed. It's not that big of a divergence. It's right there. Um, you know what? That raises a very good question. Why wasn't Joss Joss Whedon's version of the Justice League a musical? Look, is it because he came in too late? A hundred percent. But look, every time Joss Whedon gets freed up, like when he was freed up for Marvel, every time I want a sequel to or this. Like, when no Patrick Harris was freed up because... How I Met Your Mother ended. Or when Nathan Fillion was freed up because Castle, Castle ended. ended. Or when Felicia Day is freed up because... What is she? She runs Geek and Sundry. So yeah. I, I don't know if she's ever like... Super free. But free enough, right? I mean, she's dead. So unless they're bringing her back to life... Or flashbacks or whatever. Then we don't really need her. Yeah. But like every time one of those actors or Joss Whedon suddenly like ends a long term engagement, I'm always sitting over here with my fingers crossed. Like, yeah, like don't get me wrong, because they I said, love Firefly and like I don't really want it anymore. They've but, all, like, a they've Firefly all aged sequel. too much. Yeah, now. like but like a Firefly sequel a few years 
back, like maybe five or six, I would have been down for that, no problem. Mm. But they've all aged so much that it doesn't feel like you could do it continuously. And we'd have a giant gap of, here's this really important stuff, and then we're jumping, like, it has to be years in the future for quite a few of these people for it to make sense. So it'd be really hard to, like, fill in that gap well. I think the best way, and, like, they all still have group chats and talk. Like, yeah. I can't remember her name right now. She plays the consort on Fire. Oh, I know who you're talking about, yeah. But she just was talking the other day, and they still have, like, group messages where they all, like, talk and hang out and yeah. chat because they all still really enjoy each other's company. And that gives me hope that eventually we might get some type of Firefly follow-up. Yeah. But I feel like the only way to do that is to canonize Serenity. Yeah. Which means Alan Tudyk isn't going to be in it. And then... I mean, unless we play the whole Serenity thing as like a weird, fucked up hallucination dream because of the sound stuff that makes people into reavers, that drives people crazy and puts other people to sleep. That's a bad idea. It is. I realize. But I want me and my Alan Tudyk. I love Alan Tudyk. But I always, I'm always praying for like a Dr. Horrible 2. Yes. Because Joss, at least, has said multiple times that it's something he's interested in doing. Yeah. And I'm interested in them doing it. Yes. And because we're not working with a lot of people for a cast here, it can be however long we want it to like we can push 15 years in the fucking future and have dr horrible as an established member of the league of evil maybe even the new head of the evil league of evil yeah and captain hammer well he's a bit of out of commission at the end of this and so like who knows how long it's taking him to get back into it yeah i would really like to see dr horrible dealing with the sacrifice of his personal life for his like yeah because like the only person i don't think you're ever you're gonna be able to get back too easily maybe would be... Simon Helberg? Yeah. That's because he's making massive money on uh, Big Bang Theory at the moment. Is Big Bang Theory still going? I think it's still going. I don't know. I don't watch the show. Because if you're like me, and you like nerdy things, people have told you, you remind you of insert character here from that show, and then that show would be perfect for you. And then you've watched some of it. And you realize, oh, a lot of this is just a massive stereotype of what people believe nerds are. And... I don't know. I just really enjoy everything from the music to the story to the actors. NPH has an amazing singing voice. Yes, that's been known to so many people for so long, but it's fantastic. And, and also... They, they use it very well in the, sh- in, in the show. Yes, and also, I think from the Golden Globes, maybe, they actually had a small Dr. Horrible takes over thing. Yes, I remember this. Yes. Yeah. That, that, like, drummed up my hype even more, because that was years after Dr. Horrible. Oh, yeah. Dr. Horrible is t- from 2008. Yes. But there's that, so, one, if you watch this, you can go watch more NPH stuff, and NPH is great. I don't know how easily it is to find on the internet, but you can probably find it. It's the internet, after all. You've somehow made your way to this obscure podcast, so you could probably find that. It was the Emmys, not the Golden Globes. And actually, it wasn't that long after. Wait, no, 20- hold on. It looks like 2009. Hmm. Yeah, September 20th, 2009. So a year after yeah. Dr. Horrible came out. Either way, though, that itself is fantastic. So it's pretty great. So I just Googled Dr. Horrible Golden Globes. Yes. Um, trying to find that. But I couldn't. What I did find was a 2012 article where Neil Patrick Harris said that he was down to do a sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know he's said it. I'm pretty sure Nathan Fillion said it. And Joss has said it. Yeah. yeah. It's just they never all seem to be available at the same time. And also, I can understand it at this point, it's for the people that really love it, it's definitely 
hyped up and it'd be hard to live up to expectations. Yeah, it, it definitely has that issue, right? It's got the Whovian issue. It's definitely got a massive cult following. Yeah. And that makes it hard to like do anything with going forward because anything you do is just not going to be good enough for some segment of yeah, fans. Yeah, because it changes the context of the original and makes the original bad now. Almost like Korra. I was going to say almost like the prequels. That's a better example and will get me in less trouble. Yeah. So yeah, more like the prequels. There you go. Um, Star Wars prequels. Obviously. You know, episode or, one, two. Or even more exactly, the digital remaster of the original trilogy. Look, I don't even know if the prequels are the issue. It's just midichlorians, right? Yeah. And, and Jar Jar Binks. Those are the things people have issues with. I mean, yeah, for the most part. And, uh, I mean, the slog that is the second movie, even though I love it. This might be a crazy take, but Attack of the Clones is my favorite prequel. Is that the third one? That's the second one. Yeah, yeah. Second one's dope, man. Revenge we, get, we get a lot of world building. I love world building. Revenge of the Sith is the third one. You act like I know the names of the prequels. There's the bad one, the slightly better one, and the not as good as the second, but definitely better than the first one. Those are called Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. That doesn't make sense. Mm, I think you have their names wrong. I don't. You definitely do. No, the, the Star Wars trilogy that I don't know the names of is the new trilogy. It's something like uh, don't even try Force it. Awakens... Fine. Episode 8, Last Jedi. What's Episode 8's title? Jesus. Rogue One? No, Rogue One is a standalone. There's so much Star Wars. And it doesn't help that like I spent most of my day-to-day listening to a Star Wars Expanded Universe podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. But, so we've diverged quite a bit from where we were originally. And normally return flights aren't going to be this massive turning into, into the cockpits at the end. Yeah, but... At the same time, this is only a 40-minute show. So we have some room to fill, and also, this was only a 40-minute show, so we could literally read the script verbatim and still be pretty fine on where we put this time in at. If we did an intro, an outro, and read the script, we'd probably clock in at like 45 minutes. Yeah. Actually, we talk fast, so we probably might, we might actually... End yeah, up- but we also have to describe what's happening on the screen. Fair. So, because we're not just reading dialogue, we're reading the script. So, script directions. So, like I said at the, at the top of this, we when we're doing return flights, it's probably something we like because we watch all of it. Or at least it's something we both liked because I've watched a lot of horrible things all the way through because I got issues. I had an idea for something we could return flight, but it's technically not a show. Mm. It's a singular movie. It's only mm. like forty-five minutes episode, forty-five minute long. I don't want to talk about it or do it. I, I really wanted to do a return flight more as a warning to people than to a suggestion, but I know people would go watch it then. I mean, that could always be bonus content if we ever do bonus content stuff. The internet's a weird place. You tell people not to do something, and they immediately go do it. Yeah, that's true. I know I've done that a lot, but then we listen to people suffer with us, and I do like to make others suffer. Yes. Yes, I do. Anyways, real quick, wind it back. Back to Dr. Horrible. Great show. Watch it. Listen to it. Consume it. I mean, I actually wanted to say something about it. I mean, okay, fine. Say something. There's this song. I think the title is Brand New Day. Brand New Day, yes. Brand New Day. The juxtaposition between the two parts is fantastic. It's the singular best song in the movie. It is split lines between NPH and Felicia Felicia Day. And it's not just split. Like, they're singing at the same time for some of it. And, like, they're singing different lyrics and, like, but it's set to the same melody, but... NPH's is much darker. Yes. And the the melody has a way of being totally upbeat and also depressing at the same time. It's so good. But my favorite part of that song is the scene where NPH hops in this chair. And like <laughs> initially, 
nothing looks weird about it. He's like, he just hops into the chair and it's from like an angle that's distinct enough, like to make it where you can't tell anything's out of place really. Yeah. But when it pans back around to the front and shows them sitting in the chair, this chair could like fit four NPHs. I don't think that one's brand new day. Oh no, that's, um, I know, I know where the song takes place in the movie now. It's not brand new day. It's, the one after Captain Horrible. Captain Horrible and Dr. Hammer. It's the one after Captain Hammer essentially tells Dr. Horrible, I know who you are, but I'm not going to turn you in or do anything to stop you. Yes. I'm just going to ruin your life by banging the girl of your dreams. But it's the song after that, right? It's, um... No, it might be Brand New Day. I'm seeing it in my head. It's a song. It's not Brand New Day because, um, Felicia Day has no lines in the song. Oh, yeah. It just uses... Brand New Day as a lyric, like, once or twice in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember the name of it. That's upsetting to me because I do really like the series. So, uh, I think that's actually it for this return flight slash in the cockpit because it has definitely become that. Yeah, we've rambled a little bit here. I mean, that's fine. I assure you most return flights in the future will be much more structured around the actual show, but like we said, this was just... We wanted to talk about Dr. Horrible seeing a long vlog. We also kind of had to cram it in at the last minute because somebody's going on a house sitting mission yeah and i really don't feel comfortable trying to record from two locations oh no that would be absolutely impossible Mm -hmm. for us at least with our setup that would be very difficult i mean we have ways we could do it but we would expect audio quality to drop and we don't want to do that as far as the return flight ish part of this goes dr horrible senior long vlog josh final opinion on it i mean i think i've been pretty clear i I said final opinion i love it okay yeah i love it i just had to stop and think for a second but yeah reaffirm your love See, renew those vows with Dr. Horrible sing along blog. I can't say I love everything NPH has been in. No. That's not true for me. I can, though, 100% say everything I've seen Nathan Fillion in, I love. Yeah, I can say that as well. And Felicia Day, I mean, only thing I've actually seen her in other than this is... The Guild. The Guild, and as a reoccurring guest on Tabletop. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I love Tabletop, not necessarily because Felicia was on it, but because Tabletop was the best YouTube series of all time, bar none, fight me. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it's the best, but I'm not going to fight you about it. It's a and pretty gu- strong opinion. And then the Guild was a pretty decent, like, nerd-style I mean, I prefer series. Top Decking, but okay. Top Decking's not better than, than Tabletop. But... No, no, I was just saying I prefer Top Decking oh, yeah, over yeah, the Guild. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, as for me, I'd have to agree. I love Dr. Horrible. His music is good and extremely catchy as well the lyrics are fun the comedy isn't it's not like the best comedy ever but it is good comedy and i think it all works really well overall and yeah we don't have like a massive cast but the cast that we do have is strong and does really well i think why the comedy is strong even if it's not the best is because it's delivery and the way it's done it's because delivery yeah Yeah, it's the actors nathan fillion and ph can just deliver anything you give them like it's fantastic so yeah dr horrible sing-along vlog absolutely amazing you should definitely check it out so weird episode we've done here we're getting ready to touch touch back down at the airport pick up our next flight yeah so we've brought you back to where you belong and why the hell are you in the cockpit get out so you're not supposed to be up here i don't know who left this door unlocked but you should not have heard any of this part i mean i left the door unlocked because it's faster when i have to go to the bathroom you're an idiot Hell else am I supposed to order alcoholic beverages while flying? Why are you drinking? We're the ones flying this plane. There's autopilot for a reason. The autopilot has been out since last March. 
We haven't even. Been is that why we dropped like a thousand feet when I had to go to the bathroom? We haven't even been flying since last March. I know it was broken before we got it. I got a good steal on this. Like I stole this. This was not expensive. But yeah, that's probably why we. I I I wasn't having a screwdriver in the cockpit. I promise. Was it just outside the door? I mean, technically, I was halfway in the room. <sighs> okay, that's it. Um, yeah, no, you definitely have to leave now. You heard nothing. Um, thank you guys for flying with us. If you want to contact us, we have an email address, copilotsreview at gmail.com. We have a website, copilotsreview.simplecast.com. We have a Twitter handle, at copilotsreview. We have a Discord. I don't know how to say that link out loud, so it's in the show notes. Yeah, so if you need to contact anyone about um, possible concerns that may have occurred on this flight, feel free to contact us directly. Um, we don't need to get anyone else involved. Please don't go to management. Yeah, uh, please don't. No, no, no need to get anyone else involved. Have a great day, and um, please come back. See you on the, again. See you on the next flight, guys.